up walking through Star Hill from Jefferson after we moved from that house. Uh, we lived in the um, 8th Street area. And so every day we would walk through here from Jefferson School right down that hill. And um, when I left Charlottesville and moved, came back to Charlottesville, we rented one of the apartments that Teresa Price has. And then we bought a house over on the corner there that had been uh, owned by a family for 100 years, the Bobbers. And then we had an opportunity to build a home mm -hmm. because the house that was here was not, couldn't be renovated, let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. So we built this one uh -huh. and we tried to build it to look like the neighborhood. Well, I have to so say, I love the forward. fact that you have the wraparound porch and it's way, it engages <laughs> the street. I mean, it's really, it's really pretty wonderful. And it's, it's openness to the community is really fantastic. So congratulations on building a Thank beautiful you. house. <laughs> I, I love it as We've well. We've enjoyed it yeah, very indeed. much. Indeed. Uh, Pat, why don't you tell us a little bit about how Star Hill came to be and why it's located where it is? Well, post-Civil War, it just kind of happened, I think, okay, that, 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 um, the African-Americans who settled here were able to purchase homes and build homes here. I'm not sure of exactly why it wasn't an attractive neighborhood necessarily for other people. By the city's map, the formal designation of Star Hill would, have, would be from Preston Avenue. A lot of people don't, aren't aware of that, but it goes out to Preston Avenue, Ridge and McIntyre, which of course ran through what was Vinegar Hill. Um, it's bordered by trains on the south side, the train track, the CSX tracks on the south side, which means it goes across Main Street. Yeah, that's right, so it straddles Main Street. It straddles Main Street. Actually, the Union Station mm -hmm. is in Star Hill. Oh, really? I yes, didn't that. yes, yes. Oh, and okay. over here on the west side uh -huh. is also, I'm forgetting what train, but that's that's the to other the boundary. To the, uh huh. Yeah. Okay. And that's the boundary. Excellent. So it's small but it's right in the heart of the city. I mean, it's centrally located, and, um, and it was, of course, connected to Vinegar Hill at, right. at one point right. when Vinegar Hill was there. Right. right. It also seems not coincidental that it's directly between the Jefferson School and First Baptist Church, these two really early black institutions. It's kind of the connective tissue uh, and, between and those two places. And it's right, because yeah. many, many of its residents mm -hmm. lived mm -hmm. here because it was convenient, and those those institutions probably came to be where they are mm -hmm. because the people who were living ah, here. Ah, interesting. Okay. So in many ways, a lot of the infrastructure that any city would need, it was actually right here in Star Hill. It was a kind of self-sustaining, well, not fully self-sustaining, right, but, but you know, in, in part yeah, self -sustaining. I mean, Indy's Grocery Store was down right. The, right there on the corner. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I'm sure people would say that Star Hill has been gentrified. I don't use the word gentrification. Huh. It doesn't make sense. You're saying that the people who were here were not as good as those folk who've come. Uh, they were gentry too. Why, why would you elevate those people who've come? Maybe because they've, you know, and in Star Hill particularly. I've never thought about that that way. Well, in Star <laughs> Hill particularly, these really people, the fo yeah. most of mm -hmm. these people were educated, yep. homeowners. Sure. Yeah, they're professionals. Absolutely. Professionals, business owners. Huh. Give me a break. You've just but given me a different window <laughs> to think about that. I've never okay. thought about that. That's great. Okay. But, but uh -huh. Star Hill still mm -hmm. has African-American families who own their homes. Mm -hmm. Star mm -hmm. Hill, when I moved back here in the 80s, mm -hmm. Star Hill was 
in the process of changing, I would like to think for the better. Mm -hmm. um, it had become a rental, a heavily rental neighborhood, mm -hmm. um, and it shifted mm -hmm. very nicely this, with some help from the city. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But it shifted to a, a place where it's predominantly homeowners yep. still. Yep. And so um, I think it's a great place. It's, mm. it's so centrally located. Right. I mean, we get a little feedback from Main Street occasionally with the sirens sure. and the, you know, sure. the trains. You get to the place where you don't hear the train. Mm -hmm. But um, I enjoy my neighbors. Mm -hmm. I have, um, I would say, a diverse group of neighbors. And I enjoy learning from them. Yeah. I enjoy um, being around them. Uh -huh. When we built this house, I remember some little girls coming up the hill, and they saw me, okay, and they kind of looked like me, and they said, can we see your house? And I let them see some downstairs, and I said, and you can have one like this if you stay in school and you put off having your kids, you can do this too. And it was like, that's a great thing to be able to kind of model, and that's what was happening in the African-American community because people couldn't move yeah, yeah. and so you had all strata mm -hmm. of right. folk around and so you had examples and you had people who said you know mm -hmm. you can do this mm -hmm. um, so yeah. that's yeah. kind of what Star Hill is about for me too that that I, I want to say you can do this right. we talk a lot about Vinegar Hill mm -hmm. and I wonder if you would share with us anything that you know about Preston Avenue because I think the change at Preston mm -hmm. Avenue mm -hmm. is one that do that doesn't get talked about quite as much right. and uh, it right. seems to me as I look at kind of green book entries uh -huh. and listening to you from our previous conversations mm -hmm. Preston Avenue is pretty important yeah. um, so why don't you tell us a little about what you remember from, <coughs> from well, Preston Avenue. I, one of the, the places on Preston Avenue that no longer exists and very few people ever talk about it was mm -hmm. Carver Inn. Mm -hmm. And Carver Inn existed because African Americans couldn't stay in hotels right. and places or eat in restaurants. Mm -hmm. And Carver Inn, you, you could go there and have a meal mm -hmm. or you could stay there. Mm -hmm. And it was right over beside the railroad track. My father liked to take me out to eat. Uh -huh. And that was one of the places we could go. Uh, and wow. he would take me there. Wow. And I think B. Folks is uh -huh. the name of the lady who owned it and ran it. <laughs> And she was a pretty uh, uh, busy lady in terms of the community and mm -hmm. involvement and mm -hmm. in ACP and other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. So I was really amazed when I uh, came to learn mm -hmm. how Preston Avenue, as we experience it today, <coughs> really came to be as part okay. of an urban renewal campaign. Okay. Okay. The significant widening of that street and how it had been a mm -hmm. two-lane road with mm -hmm. lots of black-owned businesses yes. on both sides. Yes. Yes. And it, it really functioned a bit as a Main Street. I mean, there's a um, <coughs> there's a district, of course, up on Main Street that mm -hmm. had a lot of other black-owned, black-occupied right. businesses. And there yeah. were these two zones then yeah. in Charlottesville. And once again, Star Hill is right between them. True. <laughs> right? yeah. And Rose Hill is beyond it. And Rose yes. Hill is also another historically African-American neighborhood. Yes. Am I right on that? Yes. And um, was, did were there some professionals that lived in Rose Hill as well? Or Yeah. Yeah, there were. Okay. There were. Yeah, yeah. There were. There were. So I told you, though, the African-American community mm -hmm. was a mix. It tended to be a mix. Mm -hmm. Star Hill just had a concentration. Right. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. But there was there all over. Professionals in all the various. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Of yes. Course. Of course. And business yeah. owners. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. But this one had a concentration. Mm -hmm. That's the difference in Star Hill. Right. Tell us a little bit about First Baptist Church. Okay. First Baptist Church. Well, the people who started First Baptist Church mm -hmm. worshipped in the white right. church, <coughs> which was downtown, actually off of Lee Park. At that time, really? yeah, yeah, it burnt, that church burned down, uh -huh. but it was right there in the corner where the historical society is now. Oh, of course, where those 1980s par par uh, the condos are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and they worshipped there with these people who were, at that time, still some of them, their masters, their slave, their owners. They were enslaved by, but in 1960, sorry, 1863. They petitioned to have their own separate church because the winds of change were blowing, right. Right. <laughs> and and they were allowed. The church allowed them to go there to uh, leave, but they actually worshipped in that church for a few years before they were able to purchase their own building. And that building isn't the church that's there now. It was called a Mudwall building. It was a temperance hotel and a Confederate hospital. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they were able to purchase that. But the interesting tie-in is that in that building, the first Freedmen schools occurred. Okay? Really? I mm -hmm. didn't know that. Yeah. But in 1868, they purchased that building. Mm -hmm. So in that time frame from 68, mm -hmm. they were actually meeting and the... Um, I think it was, um, there's some of the teachers from the north lived. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, in that building. Mm -hmm. And that building belonged to the church. So there was that connection. Right. Okay, and these people, like Isabella Gibbons, okay, her husband was one of the ministers, mm -hmm. eventually. Mm -hmm. okay. And she was a teacher at the yes. Jefferson School, yes. right? Yes, and she was a teacher mm -hmm. at the Freedman School. At the Freedman School when, when it was before, right, wow. before that. Yeah. So, so, um... First Baptist Church has been a real proponent of education right. in in this community. Do you want to share, the answer to this can be no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to share anything about the last uh, 18 months in sort of your experience relative to what's going on in Charlottesville? Or we can also just not go there. It's kind of up to you. Well, I mean, I can say a little okay. other than uh, I, as a teenager, we used to go to Lee Park, mm -hmm. and I remember one evening sitting on a bench in front of the statue mm -hmm. with my boyfriend, and I guess we had been to a movie, or we, you know, we've been sitting in the balcony at the Paramount. Mm -hmm. uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> but you know, we had a brief, quick, a brief conversation about the fact that you know they lost the war, mm -hmm. and that's kind of how we dealt with that whole thing. I'm sort of amazed that we didn't have more concern about it. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Looking back on it, because it was an awful institution, and these people fought for it. And so, you know, it never, it, I think we did not have a real good picture of the context of 
why it was put there, okay? I think we would have appreciated it less. I, th I think it was a beautiful statue. I still think it's a beautiful statue. I think in the last 18 months, I have kind of come around to a place of, yeah, take it down. It, they, they, don't destroy it, just put it somewhere else because it doesn't belong in the heart of the city. And it, it represents something so awful that you could say, and, and it goes back to even the fact that those folk at First Baptist Church, I think the reason they were so willing to let us leave and, and come out is, it was becoming clear that what we've done all these years and accepted as okay isn't really okay, it's wrong. It's wrong, yeah. So, so those, th I think I have evolved in this last 18 months to a place where I see those statues differently after mm -hmm. all these years. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that sometimes healing can't happen mm -hmm. until something's exposed right. for what it is. Mm -hmm. um, but right. I'm concerned about the fact that there are people who think that Charlottesville is somehow special. Yeah. Because it's not. Right. If you get out and go anywhere, you realize this isn't special. This is same everywhere. Right. <laughs> I do think that one of the critical shifts that a lot of us in Charlottesville are doing is this transition from thinking of them as monuments to the men they represent mm -hmm. to actually understanding that they're part of a whole system. Mm -hmm. Right? They're monuments these, to that yeah, that way of life, that that thought yep. of, that pattern of thinking. And yeah. the way that the black community yeah. kind of resisted that and found ways in and around sure. that sure. Uh, is an amazing, for me, an amazing testament uh, to, um, to this neighborhood and all of the other neighborhoods banding together, thinking about, finding opportunities, encouraging one another, loving one another well in the midst of a really oppressive um, yeah. larger context. Um, I, I think that one of, the, one of the things that I remember growing up is that people had a lot of pride. Mm -hmm. It does seem to me that a robust uh, community of support mm -hmm. is without question one of the most important things uh, that um, we have to be able to rely on. And that means being open to our neighbors, uh, actually having yeah. r real friends, deep, deep friendships of, of trust, being vulnerable. Those are all really, really important things.